Welcome to another Brewster Podcast. This is the second segment of a series covering recent free agent signings. I'm Ted Schmidt, and with me are Stephen Lane and Randy Wiegan. This picks up right after we left off in the last piece, finishing up the JLA, and we'll dive right into the Johnson League Southeastern. The uh, the Johnson Leagueville is the next division. The Leagueville, <laughs> Leagueville division. Um, Huntsville... Uh, needed, I think they needed a front-end starter. I think they needed some relief help. They needed a shortstop. They needed a right-handed outfield bat. And then really what they need is your old player, Steven, Mr. Yelanian, to remove his head from his posterior and uh, start playing like <laughs> the player that he can be. Um, they signed Paul Warren. Hey, they signed Pepe Castillo, another one of your guys. And they signed Esteban Velasquez. The, old, the, the new closer is the old closer. Um, I think that's almost the same deal they signed when they traded him before, which is fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, since this is involving one of your pitchers who Randy doesn't think is any good and you would probably like to defend, how do you feel about Pepe Castillo in that signing, Stephen? <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think uh, Pepe's had his day, and uh, I think that he is well into his decline, as much as I hate to say that. Um, I think that the 3.61 ERA in Huntsville last year is a mirage, and uh, he's more like the uh, 4.65 ERA guy or worse that he was in 36. I, I think that's fair. My notes on him say lefty got, and alive. That's I've got one of my favorite. I got one of my favorite uh, comments here, Ted. It's one I've broken up many times in the past. All of the forks are there, <laughs> but he was somehow I, competent last year. I think he's missing some forks, man. Like I think he's. I think <laughs> it's like. I think if you squint really closely, you can see that like there's a fork missing from his dining set. Like there's nine forks. There's not ten. He, or is a dining set typical dining set? Is he took. 12? He took. He took the forks from Jody Nunez and stole them all. Oh. Inserted them into himself. I don't think you can say that a guy has all the forks when you just put up a three six one ERA, even if it is a mirage from the master. Well, like I said they're there. They're, the forks are the forks are in the room. I don't know if they're in his body. Okay. The forks are they're just looking at him room. hungrily, just just a set of. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Regardless, it's a million and a yeah, half. Yeah, it's totally fine. He, if he's done, that's the easiest thing to cut. So yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, this is as much as I and I said on the podcast with Ted that Pepe Castillo deserves no money, and <laughs> that's almost no money. Which I'm sure it on some level hurt you, Stephen, given that he's he's your guy. Yeah. Uh, a million and a half is fine because in the end, if if he puts up in a nine ERA in April, which is let's face it, not unreasonable, Pepe Castillo at this point. Yeah. Then he can just go away, and Stever can eat the money, and he's fine. I I really exactly. I really like that Paul Warren deal, right? Like, is there? This is I yes I do. I got lazy in free agency because I thought I was going to blow all my money in IFA, so I didn't. I'm usually scouring like the lower ranks of free agents for like deals that I can get like this, and I just didn't do it this year. And then I didn't make any money in free agency, so I blew it all on um, a DH that I'm going to put in right field and hope that works out. But uh, so I still didn't care for a hundred games. Well, yeah, for a hundred games, until he gets hurt. But um, hopefully not during but, the playoffs. Uh, no, I like the Paul Warren deal. Was the Paul Warren deal is one of my favorites of the Johnson because yeah, he's a fourth outfielder, but 
He's a good fourth outfielder, and you're paying him less than $2 million a year, which is less than a lot of people are paying their fourth outfielder. Right. So, like, what a price. And well done, Stever. For, for Stever, for someone like Stever, who um, is so platoon heavy, like, it's even better, right? Like, I would I would love to have Paul Warren at that price. That would. Um, I'm rolling out uh, another another former San Antonio guy, and uh, I think he's is it Jesus Fernandez. Is that who I have? And and Mike Manning, and I think Paul Warren's better than either one of those guys. So I think it's that's he'll find he'll find some way to get Warren 400 at bats, and he'll probably put up like a 110 WRC, and he'll be fine. Yeah. Esteban Velasquez, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Steve. Uh, Steve. Wow. No, I was just gonna. Agree with you guys. Warren's a great signing. Yep. yep, Huntsville usually does at least one every year. Just snaking a guy for for cheap that I'm that I'm jealous of. Um, but uh, I think also, I mean, it, it's easy for me to agree with with uh, with Kyle signings because we tend to value players similarly, same types of players. So and it's just two people with the same opinion patting each other on the back. Um, one, the one thing I noticed about Velasquez, that K per nine rate is dropping. And that's the only red flag I see with Velasquez, because that I've seen with pitchers. Once that tends to drop, you're you could be in some trouble. Is it dropping that much? It's no, I don't think it is. I think if you look at between thirty two and thirty two, thirty three, thirty four, he was you know kind of down around around eight over those few years, and you know he's at nine now, so. I just don't think I think this is too much money for a guy who, you know, if he loses any more stuff, then he's not really going to be very successful against right handed batters. Um, it could be ugly next year, right? Like, yeah, yeah, especially for like eight I and think, a half. I think for 38, he's fine, but 39 might be dicey. But then again, I don't know if you're signing Velasquez without getting that second year. Well, that yeah, and I think I think Steve said as soon as he signed him, that he's like, and I will trade you after this season. So, um, I, it's it, it's not a bad price. Um, I it's not no, yeah, it's 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 fine. I think what it is is it's 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 fine. That's what it is. Um, it's not egregious. I mean, it's it's not like the we're not going to applaud. We applauded him for Paul Warren. We're not going to be applauding him for Esteban Velasquez, but we're also not going to be. No, shaking our I mean, heads it, and going market, shame on you, Steven, what you're doing. It's market rate. It's market rate. It's an older player. He has risks. That's free agency. That's how it works. Um, yeah. Jack. Now, if you would given him 10, that I'd have been like, no, what are you doing? Right. But eight, eight, eight and a half is fine. Um, Jacksonville, maybe, maybe needed another pitcher, but it always looks like Tyler needs another pitcher and uh, whatever. He still wins without it with his rickety. Rickety style. They have some younger guys now. Um, they didn't sign anybody because they're over the cap. Um, moving on. Hi, Tyler. Uh, Louisville. Um, Louisville has money because they got out of all their bad deals. Did they get out of those before the start of free agency? I don't think they did it in time. That was my, you know, like they needed some things that I think were available in this free agent class. Like, it's interesting. There are still enough good pieces in Louisville even after that sell-off. That if they could have added like an impact bat and a corner outfielder that can hit and maybe a first baseman and maybe a mid rotation starter and they had the cap space to do that, had they been able to do that, I think they could have been competitive. What's their this budget year. at? That's my only. What's their budget? That's one, my only question. They've been 
They've got they okay. had the. I was gonna say they've been bad for they've been bad for a few years now, so I wasn't sure if that had sunk in the toilet yet. No, but. they had the room, but um, but like you said, I don't know that they made that room in time, and that's not a knock on on Nigel. That sometimes it just doesn't work out that you can oh, get it done fast. It's enough. a miracle he, yeah, it's a miracle he made that room at all. So good on him for even finding some way to make that. Yeah. Now the question is, what do they do with Kevin Morales, who's in the last year of his contract? You just want him to trade him to you. What they should do with Kevin Morales is, if he pitches well this year, they should try to find an extension for him that keeps him on their team. That's what they should do with Kevin Morales, because he is, what, like 26 years old? You know, 20, I think he's 25, 26, somewhere in there. Yeah, they should extend him, is what they should do, unless it's like some outrageous price, or for whatever reason this year, he continues to not remember that he's a great pitcher. Um, and even then, if the price is like $10 million, you extend him. Even bad Kevin Morales is a mid-rotation start. Right. Nashville. Steven, tell me what you think about Nashville, who signed Colby Stevens to back up. Actually, I'll tell you what. My notes are rude. They're not rude. They're they're just... I, I uh, think I'm funny. I don't know that anyone else does, but like I am I I'm mean, the master of laughing like at Steven, my own jokes. Steven's mic is awesome. I guess it's, he's off fighting the robots. Um, oh. oh, sorry. I, I accidentally muted. I mean, I accidentally forgot to turn mute off. Um, Stevens is fine. Um, 1.2 for, I don't know. I mean, hopefully this is a backup catcher. Well, you say that. Um, <laughs> um, oh, oh wait, yeah, no, no, he's, he's got, got Cisco. He's, he's got, got Cisco. I forgot he's about still got Cisco. Oh, this, this so, Cisco. Yeah. 1.2 backup catcher. Um, I was thinking he, can, he can catch and throw. That's fine with me. Yeah, that's. I think that's totally good. Uh, we'll let you do something more interesting than that. Maybe he can pinch that. run, too. I thought, what'd you say? I said maybe he can pinch run, too. Can he? Yeah, why does... That's like the fastest catcher in the history of mankind. I noticed that earlier. Um, I, know, I have to look. I didn't even see this. That's... Oh, yeah. Neat. Well, that's pretty cool. He's a... Uh, he once stole 58 bases. <laughs> that's just remarkable. I don't. I don't know how. Like, I always Jason Kendall was somebody that always I just like always found to just be bizarre. Like, how do you play that many games behind the plate and run? Like, if I'm in a if I'm in a small squat for like I don't know five minutes while I dig something out of a cabinet, I hobble around for the rest of the day. You know, like it's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I don't, I don't know. But the need, Nashville, Nashville needed pitching. They did. Everybody knows this. You and I have beat this on every podcast we've done for the last two seasons. Yeah, but they didn't have the room to they get need it. They pitching. Right? They didn't, they didn't have the room to get it. So they're, they're maxed out. So I, I don't know how that was going to happen. Their free agency was kind of a sad, sad time. Um, New Orleans. I think the most important thing to talk about with New Orleans has nothing to do with their free agency, but we can do free agency first. New Orleans signed Mark Dempsey, um, Joaquin Camacho, and uh, Mike Bailey. Take it away, anybody. Uh, Dempsey is, that's actually a reasonable contract for Mark Dempsey, given that he's old, made of glass, and we're not sure. I mean, when he's on the field, he's good. But we're not sure how often he's going to be on the field anymore. So a one-year, $12 million deal is perfectly fine because that's the sort of player you want to go year-to-year with because you don't know if he's going to be there. Uh, Camacho is a good contract. And Mike Bailey is – that's a I, li- I really like what New Orleans did because 
one year for three million is perfectly fine for Mike Bailey, who's also made of glass. And so that's a low risk signing there, and they need help in their rotation because Freddie Delgado has seemingly forgotten how to pitch. And he's got Sam Romero back. Well, no, Sam Romero was a Las Vegas guy. Never mind. Um, I was just thinking. Well, no, but he's. I think he still has Sam Romero, and Sam Romero. He does. Also no, I was thinking Sam Romero was there before, though, that he like reunited his used to be good pitching staff. But that's that was a different player. Um, but Delgado's back. I think he needed he needed another needed he might need another starter maybe. Um, depends on what he decides to do. And he needed a better infield bat at second base for shortstop. That really wasn't there. Like maybe Karlamov. I don't know. He needed his offense to get better. And and Mark Dempsey helps the offense, but I don't know where the heck he plays him. You can't play him at first because you're not taking Yancey Cravat out of the lineup. Um, no. His DH is Arnold Leach, who doesn't look great, but when you look at his first right splits, that's probably an okay player. Um, I Who's his third baseman? Um, Mario Barrera, who looks like a decent player. Yeah, he was like would have been a yeah. four-win player over a whole season last year. So I, I don't know where the heck Dempsey plays, but I think you can squeeze some at-bats out for him. I, I just wonder how much of that's just a... Legacy, he's my guy, I got him back, signing. That's probably part of it, too. Um, you stabbed Mike Bailey, didn't yeah. you, Steven? Like a decade ago? I did. I did. With an insane bonus structure? Was it? Uh, With an insane creative, bonus structure. Uh, what, was, what was it? What did, hashtag hashtag seller is Advan- advanced, uh, advanced bonus techniques. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was laughing at that. Yeah, this just... is the part of the podcast where people have to read the boards, and otherwise they'll be completely lost. Yeah, well, they should be doing that anyway. So, um, I I really hope there's nobody listening. Actually, I guess I do. I hope we're so great that people that do not read the boards are listening to these podcasts. But um, I don't think that's the case. I think for pretty much anybody that listens to these is already on the high end of Brewster consumption. Um, those poor, poor souls. I, do you think Mike Bailey's I kind of? I think we're, his demise is maybe overrated, except that he can't stay on the field. But when he's on the field, he's still pretty all right. So, I agree. Anything to add, Steven? Your thoughts? Anything to you add, add to that? Yeah, I mean, I no, I think he's all right. He's uh, he, you know, he's going to struggle against lefties, but uh, he's he's not bad, especially at three million. It's you know. No risk. Yep. On the other hand, he's made it past the 87 inning mark once uh, in the last four seasons. That's no, that's not good. So, all right. Well, uh, that's two teams. So the important, the most important thing, I don't want to talk about Joaquin Camacho. He's okay. That's a decent price for an okay catcher. That's fine. Whatever. I don't care. The more important issue with New Orleans um, might solve part of their pitching stuff. But uh, it wouldn't be a Brewster, Ted Schmidt involved podcast if I wasn't complaining about how the game does things. And if you go to the list of top prospects in the Brewster. Is this Jim Armstrong? I'm talking about Jim Armstrong. How, in what world, is Jim Armstrong not the top pitching prospect in the league? What sort of insane, crazy asshat system Ranks 17 year old, completely raw, Ricardo Rivera ahead of 20 year old, almost entirely developed, insanely frighteningly good Jim Armstrong. Does anybody anybody have an explanation? Is there something I'm missing? Well, 
I also I was gonna ask why is Jim Armstrong not up in the majors, but then I just looked at his development, and in January his current stuff went from seven to eleven. No, it didn't. That was uh, <laughs> that's last. That's twenty thirty six. That's last October. I think he was like a nine. No, I'm looking at January. I'm looking look at his scouting in game, his current stuff. Where are you? Where where which in game are we talking about? In-game scouting. In-game Jim Armstrong profile page scouting. Yeah, uh, it's 10 on 225, and uh, you have to ignore those. I'm looking at the OSA, the OSA development report on the right. Development report on the right. Oh. Oh, that's wrong. Those are wrong, too. Okay, so that's also wrong. Interesting. Kyle asked me about this. He asked if it was, like, the whole page. Yep, the whole page is wrong. I don't know if that's wrong or not. It was higher. But wait, than... he's also listed, he's also listed as an eighty current, and then if you go to the main page, he's listed as a fifty-five. Right, these things are really screwed up. Okay, like I, I don't think that if you look at stat, you can only trust Stats Plus right now. Um, he was higher than this last year. There's no way he was a seven last year. He was higher than this. Um, so uh, these are just wrong. This page is wrong. Uh, so are we saying Jim Armstrong is the opening day starter for New Orleans because he well, kind of has to be? Right? I don't know. It depends on whether or not like he thinks he's going to compete this year. If he's not, you know what? I, I I have strongly come out against keeping guys who should be in the league in the minors. Um, Which is what I mean. Armstrong, by any definition, and Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong here. He he belongs in the major leagues. Yeah, it would if if he if he's not on the team on opening day, then it's definitely service time manipulation, um, which I feel is much worse than uh, quote-unquote salary cap uh, uh, yeah. avoidance, however Stever put it. Yeah, I mean, I see some of Stever's complaints about it. Like, I, I, would, I have no problem if we tighten the thing up. Um, but, like, yeah. I, Ted, I, hate, Ted, you and I, were I hate service time manipulation. The best players need to be in the in the majors. It, it completely disrupts free agency when, when you hoard guys in the minors. And I'm not trying to yeah. say that, like... Ted, you and I were talking about this. Hold on. I'm not done. I'm not done bitching. I'm not done bitching, Randy. Randy, I'm not done bitching. Yeah, that's right. You wait. I'm sorry. I'm being a jerk. Um, No. Jim... I'm not trying to pile on Jim. That's all I wanted to say. Everyone does this. It's become common culture to just wait until you're going to compete to play your good players. And I hate it. I just hate it. I think it's wrong. I think it's bad for... In, in real baseball, I think it's bad for baseball. In fantasy leagues, I think, like this one, I think it, it just screws everybody in the long run. Well, and for, Sorry. for the record, we... Don't we don't know that Armstrong is not going to be on the opening day roster? No, I'm just assuming he won't because that's just the which may might you know makes an ass out of me at least. Um, but like it's it's just the last year he well last year is 19. Okay, um, what I'm doing right now as I'm clicking and I'm going to edit this part out is I am looking up Jim Armstrong so I can prove that I am not insane that the in-game scouting reports are total, total garbage. Yep, yeah, so if you look at the OSA scouting reports, Jim Armstrong's uh, stuff potential all of last season was 10. Uh, not the OSA, I'm sorry, the, the Stats Plus. The Stats Plus scouting reports are correct. They're the only ones that are correct and reliable. The um, Stats Plus show over 10? I know sometimes they I don't issue think with it, it I, don't, I don't know. It may not, but um, no, it doesn't. It does not show, oh, wait. 
Oh, this I don't think it does. I'm going to have to edit all of this out because I'm wrong because it says that his... Oh, wait, no, yeah. Yeah, this is fine. Never mind. It doesn't show over 10, but it shows that he was not... He was not a 7 last year. That is bizarre. I don't I don't know what OSA is, is, is looking at. Like, that's... He just... His current stuff was not a 7 last year. I... That's really weird. I had, I didn't notice that when uh when I did notice when I was posting on the boards about how it's goofed up. I I don't look at those like other pages because they're I don't find them helpful. Like I don't look at any part of the scouting report except this top left box. So I didn't read this other stuff, but it's wrong. So that's frustrating, and will make this more and more difficult. Okay, um, but yeah, back to the point. Like, what? Like where? What? I, I don't even... What can the algorithm even be? Like... That... I could see maybe just due to the rarity of movement saying that Ricardo Rivera is this legendary impossible prospect. But like... It's been different guys. And Armando Feliciano, I would say, is not notably better in by any stretch of the imagination than, than Armstrong. And he's 18 and not developed, and Armstrong is ready to go. Like, it's... Right? Like, this, it's bizarre, right? Like, that doesn't make any sense? Yes, I wonder... Okay. I wonder... I agree with you, but I wonder if part of the issue, especially when it comes to Rivera and, to a lesser extent, Feliciano, is the fact that they throw... Or they throw so many pitches and they all have the potential to be good, whereas Armstrong throws three incredible pitches and that's it. Oh, so like maybe it's not going with like maybe the it's not going with their actual ratings, but there's some sort of inner potential that it's calculating based upon, hey, all these pitches could improve. They could end up that's interesting. It could be a thought. That's a good thought. Um Huh. Still, I, I don't know, still. That's still wrong. I mean, I would rather have Jim. I would rather have Jim Armstrong than either of those guys. Yeah, right. It, it's, if you're it, asking, it's still wrong. Like because the, what we know is that Jim Armstrong's pitches did in fact develop, and they are incredible. Like he is, he is, yes. he is super good. Okay. Um, hobby horse put away. Uh, or is it a hobby horse? Uh, high horse. Well, I've got a lot of horses and sub boxes, so whatever. And that resounding thud concludes the portion on the Johnson League Southeastern. The next part, we will talk about the Sun Belt. Hope you enjoyed this. Thanks again.